Here's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. I want to talk to you about getting dirty. How many of you like to get dirty? There's a couple of you. See, I've, I've, got, a, I've got a bucket right here. Somebody tell me what this is. Chocolate. No, it, you want to try some of this chocolate? I don't think you want to try that. No, this is, this is good old-fashioned nasty mud. And I remember as a kid liking that feeling right there where you just put your hand in the mud and you just squish it all around and it gets in the lines and it gets in the fingernails and then you pull it up. And how cool looking is that? Your hand looks like it's covered with really nasty chocolate, right, Dylan? You just got that nasty and that mud, that mud is everywhere. I mean, it's in the creases of your hands. It's, it's underneath your fingernails. And see, what I find interesting, I'm going to fling it everywhere, is that as we get older, we start becoming a little uncomfortable with this. We love it when we're kids. In fact, my kids, the, the, the heavy rains that we've had in the last couple of weeks, especially Michaela, she's been going outside and finding the one spot in the yard where the mud starts to build because the water puddles up, and she just sits there and stumps and squishes her toes and, and just giggles while she's doing that. But as we get older... And we begin to get things like nice clothes, especially white ones like Zach's wearing here. We start to not like the mud so much anymore. We start to want to stay clean. I especially saw this last year at camp when we did something called the Redneck Games. Yeah, I see you smiling over there. And it rained at the Redneck Games. For those of you who don't know what the Redneck Games are, it's just that. They are Redneck Games. They had shovel races where you sit down on the head of a shovel and somebody pulls you to try and beat somebody else riding on the head of a shovel. They have white trash volleyball, where they take balloons and put it in a white garbage bag and you play volleyball with that white garbage bag. They even had a pig chasing arena, where you had to go in and chase a pig. And it rained the day that we did the Redneck Games. And it was nasty. And there was mud everywhere. And it was funny because you could watch some of the people and they were out there having a blast. They were, their whole body looked just like my hand looks. Mud was everywhere. The only white on their face was their teeth and their eyes. They were just nasty. But now there were other people. There were other people who didn't want to get any dirt on them. There were other people who didn't even show up till the redneck games were almost over because they didn't want to get dirty. There was one particular student in our youth group who really wanted to stay clean to the point that myself and one of the other students in our group ran up to her and gave her the biggest hug we could, mud all over our arms and our hands. We ruined that shirt, didn't we? You still have, does it still have the handprints on it? <laughs> you should have. It would, it would have gone perfectly. You see, after a while, as we get older, guys, we don't want this anymore. We want to be clean. We want the mud off of us. We don't like the way it feels. We don't like the way it looks. We don't like what it does to us, what it does to our clothes, what other people think when they see it on us. But would you believe tonight that getting dirty is exactly what Jesus Christ expects us to do? When it comes to being a follower of Jesus Christ, when it comes to, to being a servant, to being the man and the woman that he has called each one of us to be as a follower of him, he calls us to get dirty, to jump into it, to not be scared of that stuff that's going to get on us. 
You see, because the reality is, if you think about it, that's what God did, isn't it? When God created man, what did God create man out of? The dust, the dirt. From the very beginning of creation, God got dirty. As you look at the life of Jesus Christ, as he spent time on this earth, Jesus Christ got dirty. He got into people's lives. He got into the situations that they were dealing with, and he got some of that on himself. He wasn't afraid to roll up his sleeves. And as followers of Jesus Christ, that's what he calls us to do as well. So it shouldn't be any surprise. We're going to be in the book of uh, John tonight in chapter 9. It should not be any surprise to you to see in this chapter, Jesus Christ is actually playing in the mud. That's what he's doing. Because he's going to show us some things about getting dirty tonight. And the first thing that he's going to show us as we jump in here to John chapter 9, verse 1, is this. Very simple. People are dirty. When it comes to a relationship with God, when it comes to being separated from God, we're dirty. Every single one of us. Look at what it says here in verse 1. It says, as he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he was born blind. Now, there's, there's something interesting here. The, the disciples, they're, they're asking this question. You would think these are the disciples of Jesus, right? These are the guys that are learning how, how Jesus does miracles. They're learning how to share the gospel with people. They're learning how to care for people and love people the way that Jesus shows them God loves and cares for people. But when they see this man, their first question is not, Jesus what can we do to help this man? Jesus, how can we fix this man's problem? Their first question to him is, Jesus, who sinned? Why is this guy blind? Is it because of the sin in his life or is it because of the sin that his parents committed? You see, without even realizing it, they are recognizing the fact that people are dirty. Now, what happened to him specifically, we'll see in a few minutes. It didn't have anything to do with, their, with his sin. But the fact that they ask that question, they are recognizing the fact that every single one of us has sin in our lives. Every single one of us has that kind of dirt, has that kind of ugliness, that nastiness that's born with us. You know, there was a the rabbinical teaching during that time. The, the Jewish religious leaders teaching taught the Jewish people that you could actually be guilty of sin before you were ever even born. That's why they asked that question. It's a misunderstanding of a verse that's in Exodus that talks about the sins being visited upon the fathers. They're taking it out of context and they're saying, well, if people are born blind or if they're born limp or if they've got health problems, it's because their parents sin and they're suffering the consequences for that. But you see, that's, that's not what's going on. You see, every single one of us, whether our parents sinned or whether our parents were perfect angels, which is not possible just in case you're wondering, Every single one of us has our own sin problem. From the moment we're conceived, we have a sin nature. It is a part of us. It's not something you can just decide one day, okay, God, I'm not going to sin anymore. I'm good now. I'm perfect. I'm like Jesus. No, you can't get rid of it. You can't stop it. You can't do anything about it. Now, you can hide it. You can mask it. You can learn self-discipline, you can learn self-control, and you can learn how not to go into some of those sin areas that you might wander to. But we are still inherently sinners. So what Pastor Ray talked about on Sunday, we are depraved. Kids are depraved. You don't have to teach sin. We're born that way. 
My children, you when you were younger, you now, my children now, me now, we don't have to have somebody teach us how to lie. We don't have to have somebody teach us how to be selfish and to want our own way. We just come that way. And that's what these disciples, without necessarily even realizing it, they're recognizing the fact that every single one of us has that problem. Every single one of us is born with sin. Every single one of us is dirty. And if we are followers of Jesus Christ, if we are called to follow his example, to follow his life, to follow him with everything we have, it tells us that Jesus came as a servant. So if we're going to follow him, guess what? We're called to serve. And that means sometimes we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and we're going to get dirty. Now, that does not mean, that does not mean that you're going to delve into the dirt in other people's lives. The sin that they're a part of, the things that you're trying to help them understand God can help them with, that doesn't mean you jump into it full force and be a part of it so that you can help them. I knew, I knew friends like that in high school who would go to the parties on the weekends and say, you know what, I'm going to be a witness. I'm jumping in with them and I'm going to be a witness. And, and instead, of, instead of wearing the things they're wearing and saying the things they're saying, I'm going to wear my T-shirt that says, try Jesus. Or have, I think it was, have you tried the Lord lately? Somebody had like a Ford T-shirt that was turned into a Christian T-shirt. And I can't tell you how many friends I had that did that. And over time, they continued to do that. And by the end of the school year, they were doing what everybody else was doing at those parties. Because they jumped right into that sin and they bathed in it. And they got dirty just like everybody else. You see, that doesn't mean when we get dirty, when we roll up our sleeves and become a part of what Christ wants us to do in serving others, that we just jump full force into everybody else's dirt. But it does mean when we roll up our sleeves, we're going to be exposed to it a little bit. That we might get a little bit on us. And we've got to be careful about that. Jesus calls us to serve other people. But he also calls us to serve him first and foremost. We are called to serve because people are dirty. Plain and simple. We're all sinners. But the cool thing about that is that the dirt that we see, the dirt in people's lives, it reveals the problem. It reveals the fact that we need to know Jesus Christ. See how Jesus answers their question here, starting in verse 3. Here's what he says. Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, they may not have realized what question they were bringing to light when they asked about this man's sin. But they brought out the fact that everybody's dirty. Every single one of us has sin that we have to deal with. And Jesus is helping them understand, you're right. He is a sinner. His parents are sinners. And that's why I'm here. It's that dirt. It's that nastiness, that grossness, that icky, gross feeling when you get your hand in that mud. That's what Jesus Christ says. That's what he says. That's why I'm here. I'm here because of that. Yes, that man has sin. 
But he's not blind because of his sin. Yes, that man's parents have sin, but he's not blind because of his parents' sin. He's blind so that the glory of God can be revealed. You see, sometimes we, we see other people's lives and we think, man, that's not fair. This guy, he, he didn't ask to be born blind. You've probably known somebody in your life that had, had some kind of problem, whether it was mental or physical, or maybe they didn't make enough money and they couldn't afford health insurance or, or all these different things they couldn't feed themselves. And you think, okay, God, that's not fair. God, I don't understand that. But you see, Scripture tells us that God's ways are not our ways. And God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And God can take those things. God not necessarily creating those things, but those things happen as a result of the sin that's in our lives or the sin that's in the world. And God can look at a situation like this and say, you know what? His sin didn't cause it because he was born that way. He didn't sin before he was born. It happened so that my glory can be revealed to people. It happened so that people can know who I am. Yeah, he's had to suffer, and we think that's unfair. But Jesus Christ is about to change his life, and he is about to affect so many more people by that one changed life. Because if you read on in this story, what happens is God or Jesus heals this man and tells him to go off. And what happened? Let me actually read to you how he heals him. In verse 6, he says this. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and he made mud with saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Now this, I, this, I think this is cool. Because Jesus could have done one of a thousand different things here. He could have just looked at the man and say, open your eyes. And he could see. He could have put his hands on his face. He could have done a little dance around him. He could have just walked off and let the man wake up the next morning and have his sight. But what Jesus did is he bent down. And he picked up the dirt. And he spit in it. And you know that blind guy's got to be wondering, where'd that just go? And he makes mud. And he gets his hands dirty. And that mud's on his hands. And it's probably underneath his fingernails. And then he wipes it on the man's eyes. And says, go wash. And the guy takes off. And he comes back and he can see. You see, we're expected to get dirty if for no other reason because Jesus got dirty. Jesus, when he could have done one of a hundred or a thousand different things to heal this man, he got dirty. He got his hands down in there. He used his hands. He used his physical abilities to show the glory of God. And that's what God gives us the opportunity to do. God calls us to get dirty. God calls us to do what Jesus did here, to get our hands dirty. To get down in the mud, to get it under your fingernails, and I know that drives some of you nuts. I'm looking right now, and I got dirt all under these fingernails. Uh, it's really gross, isn't it? Some of y'all are like, Ugh. but that's what Jesus calls us to do. Okay, it may not be physical for you. You may not have to actually spit in the dirt and rub mud on somebody's face and help them see. 
But maybe you've got a friend that's dealing with something. And you know, you know that you know the answer for their issue is a relationship with Jesus Christ. You may have to get in that friend's life. You may have to get in their face in love and make it uncomfortable so that you can get dirty and tell them what the solution is. And I can tell you right now, there's going to be times when getting dirty, when serving others the way Christ has called us to, it's going to be uncomfortable. It may be uncomfortable for you. It may be uncomfortable for the people that you're serving. That's what happened here. If you keep reading, I think it's in verse 8 to 34, the, the bulk of this chapter, what you see is this man came back seeing, and his life got uncomfortable at that point. Because, see, Jesus performed this miracle on the Sabbath. That was a Sunday for them. And on the Sabbath, according to the Jewish law, you didn't work. You didn't do anything. Making lunch on the Sabbath was against Jewish law. They would make dinner the day before so they could eat. And see, Jesus did this miracle, picking up the dirt, spitting in it, rubbing it, putting it on the man's face. That was considered work. And according to Jewish teaching, that was illegal. So they call this man into the synagogue, these Jewish leaders, and they ask him, how did this happen? And he tells them, I I can see Jesus healed me. I can see. But they don't believe him. So they actually call his parents in. And they say, tell us, is this really your son? Was he really born blind? And his parents are so scared of the Jewish leaders, they say, hey, he's a grown man. He can answer for himself. Don't talk to us. So they call him back in again. And they say, tell us how you were healed. (laughs) And here's where he kind of makes fun of them. He says, you really want to know? Do you want to believe in this Jesus too? He's the one that healed me. And they curse at him and they throw him out of the temple. You see, his life got uncomfortable. But after all that, the entire reason we get dirty, the entire purpose Jesus Christ got dirty is what we see at the end of this chapter. All the way down in verse 35, here's what it says. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And having found him, he said, do you believe in the son of man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. The fact that Jesus got down and got physical and got his hands dirty showed this man who Jesus Christ was. And as a result, this man's life was changed forever. Yes, he could see. That's a huge change. I've seen videos of of people who were born deaf and they get a cochlear implant. For those of you who don't know what that is, that's one of those little devices they actually implant into the side of their head and it ties into a, a hearing aid that goes on the side of their head. And you watch videos like that. You can find them on YouTube. And you get to see these people's faces for the first time in their lives. They can hear a sound. And you know that's something that's got to be going through this guy's mind. For the first time in his life, he can see the clouds that we see every day, the rain that we watch fall today, the lightning in the sky, the birds, the kids, the ones out there playing, the little kids in the church who sing, the preacher preaching on Sunday morning, TV, everything that we get to watch. 
course, he didn't have TV. <laughs> but this guy's seeing all of this for the first time. His life has changed. But more importantly than that, he worshiped Jesus Christ. His life has changed. A need was met through service, but through meeting that physical need, Jesus Christ was able to show him what his real need was. The need for a relationship with God. That's the opportunity that you and I have every time we decide to get dirty. Every time we decide, okay, you know what? I don't really want to do summer serve tomorrow. And you have the opportunity to do summer serve tomorrow. We're going to go to Mission San Louis down on Tennessee Street, and we're going to get dirty. We're going to do yard work. We're going to help them with their grounds. And we're going to do a lot of that this summer. We're going to an elderly woman's house who needs help. We're doing all kinds of stuff where we're going to serve people and we're going to get dirty. But it's through that process that we have the opportunity to introduce people to Christ. And no, you may not get to share the gospel tomorrow while you're at Mission San Louis. But you know what? You're still representing Christ. You're still there to show people what it looks like, what the love of God looks like through that physical service. As a follower of Jesus Christ, that's what God's called us to do. He's called us to stop worrying about how clean we look, how nice we look on Sunday morning or Wednesday night when we show up. To stop worrying about whether or not we're going to get spots on our clothes because we don't have time to deal with other people's problems. And he's calling us to roll up our sleeves and get involved in people's lives and to serve them and to get dirty. He doesn't expect it because it's just a mindless set of rules that we have to follow. He expects it because we claim him as our Lord and master. And when we claim that, he says, do what I do. And that's what Jesus did. Scripture says he came not to be served, but to serve. So my question for you tonight is, are you willing to get dirty? You've got opportunities. We're doing summer serve tomorrow. And we'll do it next Thursday. We'll do it two weeks after that. We'll do it a total of six times we're going to meet and do that in our local community. Service right here. For some of you going to Snowbird... We're going to take one of our free days and we're going to go to a nursing home again. And we're going to serve elderly folks in North Carolina that we may never see again. But we're going to go share the love of Christ with them. I don't think any of you guys, well, one of you in here, we're going on a mission trip to Jamaica this summer. And we're going to serve. But guys, you don't have to wait for the opportunities that the church sets up. Yeah, we're going to provide them, but you can serve anywhere, anytime. It can be on Sunday morning. It can be on Wednesday night, serving in the music department, wiping snotty noses of those little kids that run around there, which I thank you because some of them are mine. There are all kinds of ways that you can serve and you can get dirty and you can show the love of Christ in the people's lives. Don't wait for us to set it up for you. What can you do in your neighborhood? What neighbor do you have down the street from you they can't mow their own yard. Or they can't quite, that little elderly lady who's living by herself, they can't quite get those garbage cans out to the curb. What ways can you serve? What ways can you get dirty and share the love of Christ? That's my challenge to you tonight. When you walk out of here, don't let tomorrow go by without finding one way. One. 
It could be serving your parents in your own home. Do the dishes after dinner. Give them a heart attack. It can happen. Serve somebody. Because when you start to experience that, when you actually get dirty and know what that feels like, guess what? It can be scary. Sometimes it can be a little dangerous. But it can be a lot of fun. And that's the kind of life that God's called us to. To serve him, to experience him through everything that we do. To share his love with other people. And we can do that. The easiest way to do that is to get our hands dirty. You guys bow your heads and close your eyes. Because I, I, I want to pray for you tonight. I know we're done a little early, but that's okay. I want to ask you. How many of you in here. How many of you in here. Are ready to get dirty. And serve someone the way Christ calls us to. Raise your hand. Okay. There's a couple of you. I want to pray for you. God, I want to thank you for, for the ones who just raised their hand, God. I want to thank you for the opportunity you give us to get dirty, Lord. And I pray for those that raise their hand. God, I pray that you will, you will give them the opportunity, maybe even tonight, maybe even before they walk out of North Florida Baptist Church tonight, God, to serve somebody, to get dirty. And Lord, I just pray that you will give them the courage if they have the opportunity to not only meet the physical need, God, but to try and meet the spiritual need also. To share your love, not only through their hands and their feet, but through their mouths. And God, I pray for, for the ones who didn't raise their hands in here tonight, God. For whatever reason, God, we know that you're working. And God, I pray, I pray that you will help them to understand the, the joy that comes in getting dirty when we serve others for you. God, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. But it's so rewarding. And God, I pray that you will help each one of us to love you with everything that we have. God, I pray that you will help each one of us give us the desire to roll up our sleeves, to jump into people's lives, God, to take that risk that we might get a little dirt on us, God. But to share who you are. To share your love. God, I pray for those who aren't here tonight. I pray for their safety. I pray that you are drawing them closer to you every single day. Lord, I just pray that you will guide us. You will show us your will for our lives and what you want us to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. If you've got a prayer request, there's a green card in your seat when you came in. I want to encourage you, write that down because we pray for those every day. That's one way. That's one way we try to serve you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.